Hey, Dylan. Yo, Coop, what's up? Yo, you remember Macross? <laughs> This is gonna be an interesting energy to start yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The laughing. Um, just, just Google what number trending two on Twitter was on Sunday and Saturday. So, um, as of this recording, on President's Day, and you'll you'll know why we're giggling like idiots. Um, oh so, yeah. <laughs> Perhaps huh. the real fire bomber was the monster soda cans we've been drinking. <laughs> Perhaps. You know, I, you know, but I could also go for a good CC lemon. I, I, oh I, I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> those, those um, are all the hints you get. If you know, you know, and if you don't, don't bother. <laughs> so, um, so this big, weird energy we're bringing in today. Uh, how you doing, my dude? <laughs> I'm doing all right. Um, you know, I, I told you I, I'm a little low energy, but I'm ready to record. Let's do this. Same, same, because... You sound like you were doing legit things while I was like, okay, so that's Street Fighter V Direct. That game looks like it might be an actual good game now. I, I guess I gotta futz with all the characters and also be like, Dylan, Chris, this isn't KOF 202, but it has crossplay, so let's play it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, uh... I mean, I, I can't completely play holier than that because, like, I did sp- when I got, uh, like, I, I, I did spend a bit of time being like, I kind of want to play a little Sin and Punishment last night. And then on top of that, I was also, like, spontaneously out of nowhere for the first time in, like, maybe a decade. I was like, oh, shit, I really want to play Jack 2. Fuck, I sold my PS2 copy and I don't, oh. I don't have my PS3 anymore. That means the only option available to me is the abysmal like I'm, I'm talking like fucking terrible ps4 uh ps2 classic uh ps4 yeah, release object i heard i've like, heard that's rough dude okay so like i i bought it like a year ago because i really enjoyed the the port of jack and daxter the precursor legacy yeah. so i'm like all right bet let's get let's get the rest of the trilogy jack two and three let's go um I think I played both of those for like maybe 30 minutes before putting them down and uninstalling them. <laughs> but I was like, Damn. I was like, all right, but I was like, all right, do I really want to buy another copy of Jack two? Or do I just like the idea of buying Jack two? Let me redownload the really bad PS4 port and just tool around in it and see if I like, and just gauge my own interest. The answer is yes. I really do want to uh, play Jack two again. And also Holy shit, that PS4 port is somehow worse than I remember. Oh boy. Cuz I funny enough you mentioned that. Cuz I had a I similar experience recently cuz I remembered, oh, I have the PS4 PS2 port of Ape Escape 2 and I boot that up and I'm like, man, this is like if I plugged my PS2 into a HGTV a little bit, unfortunately. I'm like, mm. you guys didn't do any of, like, 
hell, this is the version that you published in Europe that you, with European voice actors that you could have done some spicing up to. Um, like, uh, boy, but Ape Escape <laughs> is still a goat, though. I can, mm-hmm. I can. Oh, now I'm just remembering too. just going back on. I'm curious now because I got the limited run um, release of Jack 2 that they did for PS4. And I'm curious Mm. now if that's good or if it's the same shitty port on a disc. I'm afraid it's probably going to be the same shitty port on a disc. Uh, Hey, did it did it at least come with like. You know, collectible shit like the instruction manual or like a reversible cover or something. Yeah, please. it has a reversible okay. cover. Their uh, their commentary, their commentary, their complimentary card. They playing card mm-hmm. they put with it in a manual, and it's like surprisingly really faithful to the PS2 case and all that. Hey, and nice. I'm all like, this is dope. And then you flip it and you get the really edgy uh, with text in the lower corner. Um, Japanese cover of... Oh, yeah, the Renegade cover? Yeah, yeah. Yo, that thing is sick, though. <laughs> it is cool. It is cool, but it's like, yep, yep, this is a co- This is a cover for the Japanese market, most definitely. Yeah, l- <laughs> let, me, let me pull up Jack 2 Renegade, like, uh, or was Renegade the European title? I, I don't remember anymore. Renegade was the European title. Uh, let's see. I want to look up the Japanese box art, though, because it's oh. been a minute. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Gaming Brit's correct. Jack 2 really does kind of suffer from an identity crisis. Um, and that, that is even more apparent now than it was. Like, yeah. oh my god, I did, I forgot about the fucking Sonic Genesis art, our Mega Drive cover, like, level of yeah. text. Mm-hmm. <laughs> flavor text uh-huh. on the cover oh my god i know this isn't a jack podcast but i just kind of want to talk briefly about uh my experience revisiting uh jack and daxter yes um oh um mm-hmm. did you get a chance i did i send you oh yes i did that did you get a chance to, like graze over that we'll get well, this is a good place to start that okay. jack one speed run doc i sent you i i started it but i wasn't able to like read through it because i think chris was uh chris was streaming hollow knight and i wanted to jump in on that so i i need to get back to that but i i did i did i started reading it or i I started watching it holy shit is that like one of the most fascinating like chronicles of oh so the first guy who got the record was like Nobody could ever do it in under two hours. And now they got down to like 17 minutes. <laughs> oh, I love that. I, I love shit like that. It's it's so good. Um, but I, I imagine much like yourself, uh, I, I played Jack and Daxter on the PS2 because I got it for Christmas one year. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Same. Jack 2 was the thing that sold me on a PS2 after being in a Nintendo household for so many years. (laughs) Um, Like I, this is too much of an aside. So you you should, we should probably edit this out. But um, when I was, when I was a kid, my, my cousins had the the PlayStation one and I would love going over there and watching uh, my cousin Jay play Tomba and, uh, Mm. and, and crash and uh, crash three. 
And I remember seeing the first Jack and Daxter, which looked like the weird fusion of the two. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I was like, this is the coolest thing. Ah, oh, fuck, it's PS2 exclusive. And I was bummed, but I was still happy with the GameCube. But then I saw the trailer for Jack 2, um, where Jack's like, where the hell am I? And I'm like, Jack swears, what? <laughs> <laughs> and it was, like, it was mind-blowing to, like, what, a, a 10-year-old I must have oh, been. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, and so I was like, I need this game. Um... And I played it over at a friend's house, and that was, like, from then on, I begged my parents to get me a PS2 and Jack 2, and I didn't think they were gonna do it. Um, but, like, the the fucking, when I unwrapped that box and saw it was Jack 2, I fucking freaked the shit out. It was, <laughs> that, that, that was one of, like, the happiest, like, childhood mm. experiences I think I've ever had. Um... Yeah, Jack 2's still a good game. It's hard as fuck, but I, yeah, I think, like, yeah. something something I think that goes kind of unappreciated, because I, I do think that Jack 2 has aged in a lot of ways, and I think even when it came out, there were, it has issues. Um, the, the thing that I think keeps me coming back, the, the thing that I really like about Jack 2, is even if, like, Jack 2 isn't, like, Super Mario levels of platforming, Jack 2's combat is, like, surprisingly solid. Yeah. Um, and I think unlike Ratchet and Clank, which kind of works in like, you just have so many tools. I think what Jack two does really well is that it, it's less is more. Oh yeah. Um, like every gun has a very specific purpose, but like, I think my favorite thing about the Jack series in general is that like Jack's, uh, his, his moves, like they all have like one or two options that you can cancel into. Oh, mm-hmm. so they yeah. they they abuse the hell out of that in the speed run. Exactly. And, it's and like amazing. that's that, that's why I wanted to go back and watch that the the speed run tech because like that's stuff that I always knew about like mm. discovered on my own. Um but even even this morning when I was playing Jack 2 instead of watching the Macro, the Macross 7 episodes like I should have been. Mm. Um I you know that that that's this is my confession. Um I, Son, you are forgiven. Five Pissaras <laughs> and a Cheryl Gnome. And one Go fire peace bomber. Be with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> peace be with you. Uh, peace be with you. Um, and also with you. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> I, like, I didn't know you could, like, jump cancel out of the spin attack. And, like, that completely, mm. I, I was just tooling around with that for, like, a solid 15 minutes. Because at first I was like, I'll just do one mission and then call it a, a, a day and start watching Macross. But I was like, all right. So I knew that, like, punch cancels into spin attack. I know that, like, punch cancels into any of the uh, morph morph gun mods that you use. Mm. Um, like, you can go from a, a punch into an uppercut if you go punch jump. Um, you can jump into a dive punch. Like, all that stuff is, like, super basic. But, like, I didn't know I could cancel the recovery animation of a punch into a somersault. So, like, that's something I really want to lab. I didn't know I could, like, after I do a spin attack, I can jump. So, like, I can cancel the the rest of the spin attack animation. Um, And, like, just thinking about all the possibilities of going from one animation to another and... Because, like, Jack 2, I think the one thing it has over the first Jack game is you just have more options. Mm, yeah. Um, ra- rather than, like, 
kind of being context sensitive with the eco powers, you have the scatter gun, which, or uh, rather, you have the morph gun, which has all the different eco elements to it, except it's something that you carry on you. And um, mm. oh man, Jack is so cool. I, I love Jack two and three. I think uh, they're super underrated. <laughs> for the longest time, Jack three was the only one I had beaten because I remember. Mm-hmm playing one and then one christmas my dad was all like here's a shoebox filled with all the ps2 games i could find for a decent price and mm-hmm. both jack two and three were in there yep. and i really like three two i actually remember being scared of dark jack for a while hey and you like, know what that's fair though um i was also scared of the hulk too growing up mm-hmm. so it's like i can't i can't deal with rage monster but mm-hmm. When I, thought, I got, I think Rage Monster's cool, but there is definitely some shit like Venom scared me as a kid. Oh, same, same, same. Ooh, nightmares about Venom. Um, and I think, I'm trying to think on this, what Jack Two for me, and I think the reason I picked up that limited run was when I played it on the PS3 collection. I'd never beaten Jack Two before. And, like, beating that is probably one of the most satisfying gaming achievements I say I could have because... Can can I let you in on a little secret? Yeah, yeah. Jack 2 is actually the first game I ever beat. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) I I played the shit out of that game. 10 out of 10. The The first game I could remember beating... Have you ever heard of Portal Runner before? I don't think I have, no. It was an Army Man game spinoff where you play as the sergeant's daughter and she has a bow and arrow and rides a tiger. And it was like one of the last games the 3DO company made. And that's all I remember about it. Um, I have to check that out and see if it's a game eventually. Um, But anyways, yeah, the... Because last time, because the other day we were talking about, you know, I'd prefer if Naughty Dog just made a new Jack game over another HBO game. Um, mm-hmm. and, <laughs> HBO game. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not totally wrong if it's not a little dismissive, which I, I get that. Um, but the last game I really felt that with, that felt like PS2, but not in the like the creativity, not in the derogatory way that gets thrown away, thrown around looking at graphics when a lot of PS2 games have actually yeah. held up really well. Um, uh, was Gravity Rush 2. Like, oh, dude, yeah, no, I'm, I'm super excited to I still need to get around to playing to finishing the first Gravity Rush. But like, yeah, uh, when I when I picked up Gravity Rush, I'm like, this is the most like Jack and Daxter, I think a game has like that same level of just wanting to explore a city. Yeah. Uh, I just, it's been a long time since a, a game, especially a triple a game has made me feel that like God, just this cartoony joy because uh, yeah, a cat is such a fun character. Mm. Her world is so fun to explore and the way of getting around is so fun. And it just, reminded me of like grinding around haven city on the jet board Mm. i think you'll like when you get around to it because two is what i played first oh no i played a good bit of the first one and kind of fell off it and then Mm. i played most of 
I played most of two and got to a point where of like I have no idea what's going on. Let's play the first game because mm-hmm. that's the the second game does a great job of being like here you're just here and experiencing the story to a point um, yeah. later on. So I finished the first game, played that all through, and then went back to two. And I'm like, okay, this ending doesn't make the most sense, but okay. Um, <laughs> But really the best thing about 2 is really that world building because I'm all like, mm-hmm. you know, I've been kind of so-so about Avatar, but I know, I was thinking to myself, people I know who love Avatar will love this game with its world building because it's like, you're just, as first you start on like this colony of nomad uh, space jewel miners and you start there and then you find this big urban sprawl that's kind of like, um, you know, Southeast uh, Pacific Asian countries like Thailand and the Philippines. And um, and above that is like the big fancy rich. It's very classical and Victorian looking. And then down at the very bottom, there's like a slum area Mm -hmm. and it's all it's all um the most vertical game since dark souls 2 maybe i Mm, don't know gotcha gotcha um but it's very vertical but it works so well because they're like okay we know what we got with this um after having a whole game that was originally made on a vita uh with those constrictions that's like oh they figured it out and then we're like Okay, so we have the PS4 to work with now, um, and we still have the guy who did the Gunbuster soundtrack. Let's let's stretch this out and make it as best as it can be. And boy, that that is a uh, make more PS2 style games with with whimsy and fun and good mechanics. And don't worry about being a fucking Oscar bait movie, please, please, please. I don't mind those stories. When they're told really well, but that's not all the genre needs to be. Uh, this is another aside, and I'm really hoping you're editing this out because, like, uh, I'm sorry, listeners, you probably don't even play video games. Oh, but um, don't worry about it. I I was reading the uh, I was rereading an interview with uh between Iwata and the head developers of uh, Sin and Punishment Two, mm. and they were talking about how uh, when the director who was a representative of nintendo for the original game um was working with treasure to get this game done uh (laughs) he was talking about how treasure is such a weird company to work with and like you know whenever they give him a a window for like when something is done they'll just go like i don't know it'll be done when it's done (laughs) oh boy (laughs) or like this game's this game's too hard no one's gonna be able to play this and then they're like i mean can you really be part of our team if you can't play the game? <laughs> like, you know, just like ribbing him in a friendly way, but yeah. like still ribbing him. And like, I'm just thinking, wow, that is so completely the opposite of, I mean, probably every, every, uh, every yeah. video game company out there. But like, in particular, like when I look at Naughty Dog, like modern Naughty Dog and thinking about like all the shit, like, fucking employees had to sacrifice for Neil Druckmann's vision. Yeah. <sighs> yeah mm-hmm. It's, uh, it, it, it was just like, just kind of not eye opening, but I just, 
there's something so interesting and so intriguing, and the fact that, like, Sin and Punishment, I used to say is one of my favorite games of all time, but now I will confidently say that Sin and Punishment probably is my favorite mm. game of all time. Um, and for it to be made under such lax... Um, such a lax development, I think, is very interesting. Well, I find it interesting you bring that up, bring it up too, because I've heard stories about, mostly from Pat and Wooly, and I think Max talking about it. Um, uh, Treasure is like maybe like a twenty-person studio, like roughly the yeah. same size as Vanillaware is roughly the same size. But I get even if they're they're obviously like overworking is a fortunately a japanese culture trait so it's probably right. happening in some capacity um like it or not um yeah. but i just got i just got a feeling that those like games are always a crab crab yeah like any other art form or collaborative collaborative there we go i said the word experience and it just seems like in those situations they have a little more freeway for everybody to work together and like 13 Sentinels. Like, come on, I, who would make that game without a happy team? Like who all got their say here and there. Um, but then again, wait, 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 sorry. This is something big. I just went on Twitter and I saw our, our friend Christian and you can put this back in the fucking episode because this is actually, this is relevant, but, um, uh, apparently, uh, fucking X-Arm was so successful that Crunchyroll has the money to buy all of Macross to stream in English. What? So, actually, uh, we were duped by a really clever uh, uh, author do- doing a review for a shitty anime over at uh, Anime News Network. So no, Macross didn't get bought up by anything. Uh, we would have known. I at least I should have known better on this one. But yeah, no, things are still the way they are. Um, and yeah, so uh, back to the episode where we're uh, kind of having a heart attack, but we continue on because, boy, <laughs> I am gullible. <laughs> But at least I can laugh at it. That's always good. All right, back to the episode in progress. Uh, Heart attacks and PS2 love aside, let's talk about these Macross 7 episodes, eh? (laughs) Yeah, Um, let's hop in. (laughs) All right. So before we... uh, One more thing before we get going. Huge shout-outs to Dan, who sent us a piece of fan mail, just uh, saying some very nice words about the show. And pretty much be all like, yo, you guys are right. Macross 7 is pretty good. And other people should give it a chance, too. I don't know. But thanks again, Dan. We really appreciate that. Thank you for taking the time to give us a right. And Absolutely brightened my day when I read yes, it. I was like, ooh. Um, <laughs> but yes, again, uh, if anybody wanted to send us an email to like, drymclast at gmail.com feel free to give us a shout but on to the episode proper here starting with episode 34 and I'm boy I'm still recovering 
from that. Um, boy, that's when the inaccurate news hurts. Um, boy, anyways. So, um, they're, they're over on... Uh, this is in the recap before the episode starts. And I forgot if we mentioned this before. Oh, but Gepelnich's body they're in right now. It's just mind control. Uh, their real body is frozen in ice and it's big and evil and stuff. Um, but anyways, it, uh, the crowd is lining up outside of um, Firebomber's home turf, their venue they played at since the beginning. It's a pretty long line, and Flower Girl's waiting uh, as well, but she's thrown off when she looks at the monitors um, playing Vamp, an old video, uh, before the concert. Oh, and she's like, he's not here, isn't he? And uh, over in the green room, Mylene is not all together either because she's watering the flower Basara left. And as she's doing it, she looks at the guitar and kind of spaces out and Ray's like, hey, you're going to drown it. Um, he's like, oh, OK. All right. And Vivita throws her a rag using uh, her drumsticks. And <laughs> Vivita, so good. Um, it's just an extension of her arm. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Powerful. And uh, she's like, so when's... Bizarre gonna be back. Like, is he coming to the show tonight? And Ray's like, he'll be back, but most likely not tonight. So, yeah, he'll be back when he's got it all figured out. Mm -hmm. And she ends up looking out the window towards the horizon, being like, where is the dude? And the dude is uh, walking around his mech in the sunset, and he's still thinking about how his music really didn't have that true oomph to wake up Civil. And um, Flower Girl is waiting in the audience for the band to start playing. She has a very choice fire Valkyrie plushie. Um, and the band is soon elevated up to the stage. Um, but things look a bit empty without Bassar and the fire Valkyrie there. And you look at the crowd and they are they are simping crazy for the band. They got big Mylene shirts. The Vafita shirt, 10 out of 10, would buy. Um, it's really good. It's mwah. Got a Plushies, real one in the crowd. Hats for days. He, he knows. The true giant woman, am I right? Um, right. Uh, nine foot six, let me tell you. Um, mm. <laughs> um, anyways, yep. Uh, CC Lemon and going to giant women. How about that? That's that's this kind of Monday, Dylan. Um, anyways, We're so this so hard. <laughs> yes, we continue. are. Yes, we are. Um, but you know, other people are thinking of the sweet fantasy. Um, oh, that's actually the song Mylene is playing. Just uh, playing for right now. And Mylene, Mylene, uh, she's obviously playing it. But Basara, he's out camping for the night with a campfire. And in the background, he doesn't really see this. Civil pops by with Giggle right behind her. And then Feathered Hie, uh, Valgo, and Gepelnitch are talking on Gep's ship. And Gep is pissed that Civil is throwing a wrench in his plan. He wants full control of this, like, in the last cycle they did this. Huh. Hmm. Um, 
and Gepplenitz is like, you two are going to go find them. But they start, you know, having a married couple moment. Be like, well, I'm more powerful. Well, I'm more powerful. I don't need you. I have cotton candy. Well, I have beauty. So what are you going to do? Um, anyway, um, Mylene is continuing to play. She's on My Friends at this point. But it looks like the band, Kuvava, Akiko, they're not really into it even though there is still a good amount of cheering. And Basara, back in the wilderness, closes up his camp, and he's like, I'm going to head out and rock south with his guitar. And Akiko, as we said earlier, is watching the show from the booth, and she's like, I don't know. I don't think Mylene has much left. And the board op guy is like, oh, he's she's doing just fine. What are you talking about? It's like, you don't know how women work, do you? It's like, what? Oh, okay, okay. Um, Mylene talks to the band's like, okay, remember 16 next. And the Fita hits the cowbell and Ray's like, this is going to be the last song. And, but she's like, I'm going to play it till Basara comes back. And the Fita for like the second or third time in the show says, no, he's not going to come back till he's found what he's looking for. Um, to quote a great song. He still hasn't found what he's looking for. <laughs> it's got to do he, his soul search. Yep, he's, you know, he's got to be like Bono and be on the edge. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. Anyway. Um, what if Apple forced all iPhone users uh, to listen to Fire Bomber instead of you 2 Dylan, did you just mind read me? Because that was exactly what I was thinking of. I'm like, do I want to do the joke or continue with the episode? Oh, I got you. I I, I took the layup. I 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. <laughs> I, I, I would prefer that. Though, oddly enough, I because I never got rid of them. Those U2 songs aren't bad. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I imagine they're not. I think it's just like... I want the old, that space reserved for something else, maybe. Old, old take from 10 years ago, but... Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so, um, Ray's like, hey, how about you just go after him, Mylene? So, uh, you hop in the Valk, and we'll do the song, and you can fly off while you're playing. And, um... As she's flying, she's like, she starts crying. She's like, I gotta apologize him for all this hoo-ha I caused with Sybil. And, oh, Guvava's crying too because he's a good little fur man. Um, and flying out and around, Sybil runs in the Satan and feathered Hie. And Valgo shows up with his cotton candy machine. And he's a churnin'. He's at the county fair. Um, and Valgo uses his cotton candy to gum up Satan. Uh, before being like, you and Hie should go. Like, I want real Yu Yu Hakusho. Where, where, where are you posers? Um, but Sybil's like, I'm out of here. Bye. Um, but Giggles shows up too. He's like, you're not taking her. Um, meanwhile, Gamlin has been court-martialed and he is stuck in his bunk. Uh, obviously for punching Barden. And Melia comes in to visit. And nothing really has happened to gambling. And Amelia's like, yeah, it was a bit rash, but if you didn't do it, I would have done it myself. So thanks. Um, 
and she's like, how about you take some time off? And he's like, here's my pin. I'm out of here. And she's like, okay, um, you're free to go. Uh, as for your severance pay, how about, you know, take this VF-17 and go find Mylene. She's headed after Basara. And he's like, okay, I'm going. I'm going. So, <laughs> yes. Um, so, things happen. And at another camp, Basara's starting to play again. But back in the fight, uh, Giggle is eating up the cotton candy, and Valgo is not happy about that. He's he spent a lot of time making that cotton candy, and he and Satan are like, "We're gonna go after Civil." But he is like, "You know, I I can appreciate how uh, how much Giggle is uh, simping for Civil. It's it's a beautiful thing." Um, Giggle's like, "What are you talking about? I'm gonna shoot you down." Um, and uh, he's like, uh, I'm going to fight Giggle. You go after Civil Satan. So he does. And and he puts the beat down um, on Giggle with the assistance uh, of some cotton candy. Oh, specifically, a giant whirling spinning cotton candy beam that Valgo shoots from its stomach. So, you know... Um, and obviously, Gamlin has t- taken off to go find Basara and Mylene. And Mylene, by this point, has found Basara's last campfire. And Guvava goes, and gets a little uh, lock on Basara. And is all radar radar esque. Ready to go and find him, and they head off his way. And Giggle isn't looking too good. His, his mech is kind of falling apart um, in the fight. And he starts seeing flashes of Civil and shocking the proto devil and utterly confusing them. He starts singing "My Soul for You," and they're like, "What? Nani yeah, the fuck?" I mean, I get it. He's he's been listening to the song for the last like what ten episodes. Yeah, yeah. He's got to know the lines by now. <laughs> but especially considering he's a proto devil and then singing. Yeah. It. <laughs> Yo, yo, pro, the, the proto-culture knows no bounds. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, um, but I, I think what's more surprising is, like, you know, obviously, um, Gepelnich, or no, not, yeah, Giggle. Yes, Giggle. Um, he's, he's not, like, a singer. But, like, I think what's interesting about it is that, like, he's got this kind of husky voice, and, like, his actor's able to make it work. Yeah. And I think that's really cool, and I, I think that says a lot about, like, you know, even though Neki Basara made this song and composed it, I think the cool thing about artistic expression is that, like, you are able to make something your own. Mm-hmm. And it's cool to see um, Giggle kind of have this breaking point where, like, not only is he singing um, a song, but he's making it his own, kind of. Like, yeah. working it to his strengths and not trying to be Basara. Mm-hmm about it and we see it more in the episodes to come here but he's he's changing but he's kind of fighting it the whole time along so it's it's good it's so good um but uh back your character development giggle (laughs) i just did a character development giggle (laughs) see 
uh, <laughs> it's a giggle. Uh, anyways, um, Basara's guitar does not like that joke, so the it pops a string, and hey, Satan finds him, and so does Hie, and they try to capture him. Um, but yo, Basara's sound juice is super weak, um, and Mylene uh, shows up. And she tries to apologize to Basara when he asks, say, hey, why are you here? But Satan's like, I'm going to crush you. And Mylene starts singing Holy Lonely Light. But Basara's like, oh. And she's like, did I, did I do this? And he's like, shut up. This wasn't you. So stop beating yourself up about it. I and, think he was less confrontational than yeah. that about it. He was just kind of like, oh, don't worry about that. What? You're, no, yeah. you're, fuck, fuck off. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, and she doesn't understand it at all, but this ends up intensifying her song energy. Um, so it does a number on Satan, but he is like, I have earmuffs and missiles, so you can't touch me. Um, but that doesn't matter because Gamblin shows up and, uh, you know, does the good boy stuff. But he's also like, Basara, why aren't you singing? And, um, he's like... Sorry, what's what's going on here? Uh, you, uh, a you who doesn't sing isn't you. So what's what's going on? You know. But he takes out Hie's mech, and the two D boys escape. Um, and then out, probably I forgot it was a sea or just on a rock. Giggles pus- passed out in his busted mech, and he's hey, he's still singing. How about that? Um, and. After their little battle, Mylene is tries singing more. It's like, hey, Basara, join on in. But she's like, what's going on? Because he just walks away. She's like, see ya. Bye. Um, so, yes. Any thoughts on that episode? Because it was like, I a lot of these episodes, like we just said a second ago, it's like, man, the giggle is here. The giggle, the giggle, yeah. the giggle pop is burst. These episodes definitely flow into each other. I'm not sure yeah. if I have anything to say, like, bit by bit for for this episode um, of the podcast that we're recording. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we might as well take off and go into the next one. All right. So, it is another day at the concert venue, and uh, people are really mad that Firebomber has called off the rest of their shows. Oh and shit! There, there was something I wanted to say, and it, yeah. it's like the one thing I wanted to mention. Um, and I mentioned this to you explicitly oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, before yeah, yeah, we yeah. recorded, so I wouldn't forget. Um, seeing Mylene in a position where she kind of has to lead the the concert, um, mm. and watching her be like, "All right, now we're gonna play this song," uh, which I can't remember which song it was now, and I should have said something when you mentioned the, it. The last one, remember sixteen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember sixteen. Um, and I feel like that's so different from like, cause you know, she used to chastise Basra for doing stuff like that. It's like, yeah. no, we have a set, you know, we have the rules. We, we, we know what we're playing. We rehearsed this, but like at this point, Mylene has kind of the, not just the self-confidence, but I think something she learned from Basra is like, she can read the room and she can yeah. mm. intuit like what, they want to hear what they're ready for. Yeah. True. And so I just, I just wanted to point out, cause like it's such a tiny moment, but as I, I, as I, you know, if you've been listening to this podcast for the last, what, like for the last 12 episodes, 
that's like the tiny kind of stuff that really makes this show work. Mm, yes. I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. And, but also looking at that moment too, um, it's kind of interesting how through that, she also realizes her own limits when Ray yeah. and everybody's like, Hey, you're doing a good job, but you need to go find Basara because you're going to tear we, yourself apart. We can apart. tell this is taxing on you, yeah. Yeah. You're going to tear yourself apart if you keep on going like this forever. So, yeah. Um, but yeah. So, let's... Speaking speaking again of concerts. Um, so, as a result of all the hubbub of people being angry about Firebomber, uh, the press swamp... Akiko and Ray as they're heading into the studio and he's not thinking much to answer some of the questions and she's like okay you're you're no you're going in the building shut up Ray and he does get out like don't worry fire bomber's not gonna break up so shh um but flower girl is sad you you could say that she's wilted <laughs> anyway uh in uh battle seven's break room uh, which surprisingly reminded me a lot of the break room in Gunbuster with the vending machines and the and the chairs and stuff. There's a couple of Gunbuster esque things I noticed in these episodes. And I'm like, oh. I was like, there's 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 probably some feedback loop, but at the same time, similar thing. But whatever. I just I appreciated that there was just a room on a giant robot. With vending machines and a bench. That's, I appreciate that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, the bridge girls are looking at the latest uh, tabloids, talking about rumors about Basara and Mylene taking off. And as they're like, oh, should we tell the captain? Max pops in to buy a Coke, and he's like, what should you tell me? And it hard cuts to Max firstly calling Melia, being like, why the hell did you let her leave? And why are you being so chill about this? Just like, I sent, I sent gambling after her. So it's like, chill out. Um, and he's like, okay. And then he looks back at the paper, saying that them leaving with a, a photo of Basara with Mylene in his arms, carrying her, saying, oh, they made a love escape. And he's like, oh, I hate this photo. Mm. Um, and at the studio, Ray is like, hey, I'm sorry about all this hockey co. It's like, don't worry about it. We'll make an excuse like they need a vocal break or something like that. Like, they need to rest, so just chill. Not, not entirely inaccurate. <laughs> true, true. Um, and they both agree <laughs> that... They'll probably end up doing some growing up by the time they both get back. Um, however, despite them having that realization, the captains want their blood. They want Basara nailed to a wall for of leaving, and they're like, we should have never trusted these rock and roll singers. <laughs> <laughs> and Exodus like, well, he is the only effective thing we have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, man... 
I can't remember. Has this already happened in the episode where uh, they're drilling the? Uh... No, not yet. Not yet. Okay. Okay. I know what you're never about. mind. Never mind. Well, I'll, I'll but speaking off. of them, <laughs> but uh, fucking X is all being like, "Man, we're fucked." Yeah, <laughs> it's the funniest yeah. shit. So good. So good. <laughs> Like, ever, like, there's a bunch of officers trying to be optimistic, and Exodol's like, y'all bitches are stupid, yeah, we're fucked. Yep, yeah, yeah. um, Barton wants to use this opportunity of Basar being gone, to like, hey, we're gonna use the jamming birds again, it's like, Max is like, no, no, <laughs> and, uh, one of the other captains is like, oh, we're close to finishing repairs, about 80% done, we could take off then, but... But Mac is like, we're sitting ducks till then, right? Yeah, we are. And also, they th- they keep on doing Flower Girl dirty here because her cassette starts to break and repeating. So Flower Girl's uh, not allowed to be happy. No, no. Oh, and here comes the legendary gif of Basara uh, eating a dried leaf that has flown <laughs> past his face. <laughs> I. Like, I, I don't think I, like, maybe I've seen that gift, but I don't think I've ever thought about it. Yeah. Or, like, I, I never retained it, but, like, actually seeing it in real time, like, I just laughed because I did not know how to respond. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I love this fucking weirdo. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> He's too good for us. Um, He's too good. <laughs> um... Like he, just, he just eats it. He doesn't even think about it. He just kind of does it. He's just like, oh, hey, a leaf touched my face. Um, um. Let me move this into my uh, face hole in my tongue. Mmm, chlorophyll. Mmm. Uh, that dork. Um, yeah. Uh, so... Gamlin and Mylene are trying to find the dork, too. Um, yep. But the dorks are trying to find the dork. Yep, yep. Uh, the dork, however, isn't singing, so the Chiba tracker won't work. Uh, so, yeah. Um, and Kuvaba isn't really much of help either right now, so, you know. And Gam- Gams is like, yo, uh, you should head back to Miley and, and she's like oh you should too for your job and he's like I don't work that anymore like sorry but I don't have much faith in the military anymore after all this um, mm-hmm. and Miley's like you think too much it's it's so simple and, then, and he's like okay so in that case why do you sing then if we're doing this thought exercise um, he channels his inner woolly um, uh, she says oh it's just to make people happy and Gamlin's like, you know, maybe that's that way for you, but it's definitely a reason other than that for Basara. And she gets even more confused, and he's like, you know, I, I wish I could give you a better answer, but I don't have the words for it quite yet. And she's like, hmm, I guess you're just on Basara's side. <laughs> so, uh, mm. so, um... Gepelnich on the ship. Uh, Grunt is going over the planet, uh, going over a plan they use, plan, excuse me, a planet they plan to use for their grand master plan called GT, GGT. So Guilty Gear 2 Overture, right, Dylan? Is that, is that, that the planet they're looking at? Yeah. 
GGT. I'm trying to think if there's any Guilty Gear games with T at the end of it, but I don't think there is, weird, weirdly enough. I just thought Guilty Gear 2, so I just was like... Yeah, yeah no, Guilty Gear 2 is the closest. I, sh- I, sh- I shot the Brutal Legend before Brutal Legend. There, I said it. Um, oh my god, anyway, you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I realized that when Pat and Wooly were talking about it last week, That's, so I was yeah. like... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, Guilty Gear is in striving for the best aside. Um, Gebelnich wants to use that uh, Spirits of Dreaming plan and thinks that, hey, this GGT, it's going to work. Um, but also, the thing I found the most hilarious about this scene was the speaker pod Gamma is still just sitting there in the in the wall. Like, they haven't made any effort to move it or repair the wall. It's still just there. <laughs> like, when people come into Gavlinich's you know, office, it's like, like... It's like how the Zentradi don't know how to... Uh, they didn't know how to fix and oh, upkeep their d- ships. D- yeah. True. But my brain went to... Gepelnich is inviting people on. It's like, yo, check out my new car speaker. You like it? It's got a good bass and a good oomph. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. <laughs> Welcome to MTV Cribs. It's your boy, Gepelnich. <laughs> Welcome to my spiritual farm. I have spiritual. Look at my look at my strains of spiritual I have in the back here. I hey, have Gigi- spiritual. Hey giggle, chill, you're scaring the house. <laughs> Hey, look at my five Valkyries. I have the Ferrari, the Genius, the Ichijo. Uh, I have the Global Supreme uh, Ferrari. I got a Lamborghini. It's it's pretty good, brah. Um, hey, here's my friend Sybil. She's super cool. Check out her Instagram. Um, hey, this, and this is where the magic happens. Yep. This is God. this is where I do my spiritual dreaming every night. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm just guaranteeing now. Pick my fire valk. <laughs> ah! Yo, I, yo, I heard you like uh, missiles, so I put missiles in your missiles in your missiles that you're never gonna use. <laughs> yo, I would I would love for Ray to host. Pimp my Valk. Could you uh, imagine? Now I'm imagining somebody doing that, but doing an exhibit impression and editing it together like an Ochi Bridge series. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm reminded, did you ever see Triple X State of the Union? No. No, I don't think I have. Okay. So, uh, there's a scene where... So, exhibit's just in it as a car guy... And Ice Cube's like, we gotta save the capital. And they're going through the streets of DC, and they come across a tank. And this is exp- this is mentioned earlier in the movie, but this is the payoff. It's like, what are we gonna do with the tank? And except it's like, if it got if it's got wheels, we can jack it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. That's that's incredible. <laughs> It's incredibly stupid, but I love it. Ugh. Oh, jeez. Okay. Oh, and right. before we continue, it also has a fucking awesome 
evil Willem Dafoe performance. So good. That's that's a movie you should check out. Because <laughs> mm. that's better than. All the right. I guess I'll have to at some point. Uh, so anyway, anyway, so Triple uh, X and Exhibit aside, um, boy, and the MTV crib. So <laughs> Guvaba has uh, run out of the MTV crib um, off on his own. And uh, Gamblin's ready to head out. Uh, as he's like, where's Guvaba? And Mylene's like, well, he went off to get water. I guess he wandered off. And Gamlin's like, you let her run off, you know, on a strange planet like this? Like, you need to be responsible. Like, you're responsible for Guvaba, yourself. This isn't like... And uh, she's like, oh, I guess this is the first time you scolded me, eh? Um, He's like, oh, I'm sorry. Um, But... She's like, I know, I think I kind of needed it, despite it was, in fact, a little harsh. And he's like, oh, I guess uh, Guvava went after Basara. And Gamble's like, so do you have a telepathic connection to him? It's like, I remember the whole kidnapping thingamadoo when we found you. And it's more, and he's, she's like, ah, it's more he sends me a ping every once in a while. Um, but as they're walking around, she falls into a huge footprint. So, boy... Um, elsewhere in the desert, Basara has restrung his guitar, but he he just he just isn't feeling it. Um, Mylene and uh, Gamblin have set up their camp for the night. They um, haven't really had any leads, but Gamblin uh, on the fire is like, "So have you found Gu- uh Excuse me. He's like, "So uh, how long have you known Guvaba? What's the story here?" And she's like, oh, well, my dad found him when he when I was five um, on a scouting mission. And after he healed on up, you know, we were kind of inseparable forever. So, you know, and Yaman's like, hey, you should start singing. Maybe he'll come on back. So she does. And he puts in his reps doing those push ups. And um, the song, the song they sing is new here, which I really it was it was good. It was chill. And, uh, oh, and Gamblin has an inflatable tent. And so after she's all done, he's got it all set up. She heads on in to the tent. It's like, hey, you should come join me. And he's like, nope, nope, nope. I got to do push-ups. Yep, this is part of my routine. And it's like, didn't you just do that? Like, what's, okay. Oh, hey, looky there. There's a big boy, a big elephant with a snake head hanging out by the forest to the camp. Hmm, how about that? Um, and Mylene, uh, inside the tent, she's got the sleeping bag to herself while Gamblin's like, I can't sleep because I'm in the same room as a girl. Uh, um, and he's super nervous. And her hand pops out of the bag at one point, and he tries to put it back in, but her reflexes cause it to go straight for his crotch. He's like, ah! And scampers off. But... Uh, even more awkward moment is avoided because Mylene's like, what? Oh, whatever, I'm going to roll back over. Um, and Gamble's like, I'm doing more sit-ups. I'm doing completely nothing, just more sit-ups. And they soon run out after hearing a big ruckus, and they were lucky because the big boy swats the tenor away and also has put out the fire. And uh, it then leaves, and Mylene's like, eh, maybe we 
we should just sleep in the Valkyries. And Gavin's like, yeah, let's, let's do that. Um, Guvaba, the next morning in the meantime, is he's now white river water rafting. He kind of falls into a river. Oh, boy. Um, and next morning, Mylene and Gamblin are flying around looking for the floof. And uh, she... As they're flying, she asks him, why are you always so formal with me? Why, why do you always have the honorifics on there? You, you know, you should just drop it like everybody else does. It's like, oh, okay, oh, I'll try. <laughs> I um, guess maybe, if that's, maybe, if that's okay with you. Yeah, if you're cool. Love this dork. Love these He's dorks. Good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and hey, looky there. So the scene you were mentioning a little earlier, the sleazebag squad is training... Uh, with, oh, close to the next scene, is uh, training with the future PTSD sting squad, I mean the jamming birds. Um, oh and it goes. God. I feel so bad for the, oh, those yeah. people. I, oh my god. I feel, except for Bobby, I feel the bad for all of them. <laughs> yeah. Just like, so. this is how the entertainment, or I guess not so much the entertainment industry, but like more so like wanting to be like getting into the entertainment industry because you want to be famous how that can just chew you up and spit you out i was also like the entertainment uh military industrial complex industrial complex (laughs) like like we'll see this more but like barton this is the the beginning of a weird dystopian future yeah somewhat like our own but also completely um, separate Mm-hmm. It's like Barden and the crew don't get it that there's more to it. It's like, oh, you can just sing. It's like, ah, did you did you guys see the past? Do, do you know who Nicky? Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. It's Honestly, not simple like as the, people the, just the singing. song they're singing as they're training is like, it feels like a bit out of like. I don't want to. I don't want to give. South Park a lot of credit because I feel like that show and can... its viewers have too big egos. Like their yeah. egos are way too big. But like it feels like a bit out of like the best of South Park. I could see that. And the song also feels like some military analytics man went, okay, why are the songs popular with the kids? And the, this note progression is what is popular. This like so we're gonna use it because that's what all the popular songs of yep. like the 90s use let's let's what was that one min may min ripoff song okay yep mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's just it's so like uh like in a in a real context it's like such a scathingly cynical oh like, yeah dunk mm-hmm. on the music industry and i love it so much like, it's a big dunk on idol groups, and then when Matt Cross actually does an idol group, it's like, they're like, just like, hey, let's just do Matt Cross 7 again. <laughs> That's how I feel about that. Okay. Um, I-, I will be very interested to see Delta, because yeah. I have no clue what to expect. The only thing I... I remember it having some pacing issues, but the only thing I heard recently since I haven't seen the movie is somebody told me, oh, there's some kind of not cool stuff in the beginning of the first movie. It's like, okay, thank uh, you for the bummer. warning. Yeah. Um, but anyways, um, just continuing on here. Uh, <laughs> Exodol's watching this uh, shit show, and he's like, why haven't we been wiped out yet? <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, and I'm just like, did, did this motherfucker just use sarcasm? Yeah. <laughs> so good. Oh, man. Exodol. I, I did not think after finishing, after finishing the original Macross, I did not think Exodol would come back and he would be one of the funniest characters on the show. Like, he has just some of the best dry wit that I'm Yeah, exactly. Okay, that makes sense for your character, and Mm -hmm. it also, it just, it makes a lot of sense for him, just like, oh, you developed a sense of humor, have you? Right. (laughs) And it's still very classic Centrati at that, too. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, actually, now that I think about it, Exodol in the original Macross was a really fun character as well. Yeah. I just, I guess I just didn't fully appreciate him until he came back and, like, helping Max with his troubled marriage. Yeah. (laughs) Marriage counselor Exodol. Marriage counselor Exodol. (laughs) Fucking parental advisor Exodol. (laughs) Family therapist. Yeah, fucking savage. Like, just, ah, good good job, Exodol. So good. Uh, but the, the topic quickly changes to Basara, and uh, the big-brained one, the one we love, is like, where is dude? Where is he? Um, Guvava is now in the desert where Basara was, and actually he finds Basara, but he passes on out. Um, but he uh, sends a ping uh, on, out to Mylene, being like, hey, you should come up, but come back, you should you should find him. But hey, looky there. The big boy from earlier that wrecked the camp is back. Um, and they, uh, and they, um, Gams and Mylene come out after uh, Basara. So they show up, up once they get the ping. Uh, once they get the ping, there we go. And Gamlin's like, I'm going to start wrestling the big boy with my mech. So they do. And. Mylene and Guvava, she hops out of her Valk and they have a touching reunion and he has the biggest puppy dog eyes ever. Um, and Gamlin then tosses... It's actually the-, the most adorable thing. Like, Guvava's cute. But yeah. like, this was the episode where I'm like, oh man, Guvava's adorable. Mm. I want one. I see like Guvava plushies every so often. It's like, maybe one day, perhaps. Maybe, maybe one day. The true Furby, the only Furby I want. Um, he will s- be mine. Oh, yes, <laughs> he will be mine. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, side, because well, I, I, I've given up. I've, I'm sad. I, I am sad that that movie got and sketch got turned into a fucking Uber Eats ad. Um <sighs> That was on TV. That's probably why I was referencing it, actually. But it's not great. Pour one out. Pour one out. Um, Anyways, so... It's just just as low effort and cynical as the fucking... I don't even remember their name. That's how fucking bad they are. The fucking other band. What are they called? (laughs) Shit. The, The other band. The military band. The fucking, uh, I can't, I, we were just talking about them and I can't remember their name. That's how forgettable they are. Oh, not you too. What, what? No, no, not you too. I'm talking about the, uh, 
Oh, you in, mean in the, the Channing Birds, the military band? Oh, I thought I thought jumper. you meant an actual an actual band for us. No, <laughs> no, I, I like I have no beef oh. with you two. True, I know a lot of people <laughs> who do though, but you know, if they wouldn't have made I, they didn't make that removal app for no reason, I guess. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I I can understand why people are sour on you two now, but like. I, I, I've never had a problem with them. My favorite musical, Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. <laughs> God. Anyways, um, so, <laughs> Gamlin uh, goes a swing and, and tosses the big boy off, and uh, Guava's like, hey, uh, you should hear, here's the right direction, go towards Basara. But an even bigger boy shows on up, and starts roughing her up. And Gamlin is getting ready to shoot it. But before he can line up a shot, they fall off a waterfall. And then he finally lines up a shot. But Basara blocks Gamlin saying, just give it a sec. Um, you know, because fun fact, the big boy is really just worried about the small big boy. Because, you know, they're a big monster family. So just kind of let yeah. them be. And Gamlin's like, hey, you should sing. Um, maybe your feelings can get to the big, big boy. And uh, despite the fact that it's still roughing her up pretty well, she ends up standing her ground as it continues to beat on her. And uh, it stops. Uh, it lurches back its neck and just like, oh, okay. And joins its young and it heads on off. And Basara just has a very proud grin. And Gamlin's like, oh, she's so cool. Um, and Basara mention, uh, mentions that the big boys are cool. They just don't like campfires. Um, oh, also, Mylene, you should apologize to Guvava for putting him through heat stroke and river rapids. Um, yeah, that's, that's fair. <laughs> and they start bickering about who was really responsible for everything that's happened. But Gamlin cuts in saying, so when are you going to be back to the city? Um... And with what's going on here, um, Mylene is like starting to get what Basara is doing and what he's looking for with his music uh, after what just happened with the big boys there. And Basara's like, okay, you're getting it again, and smiles and heads on off. And Gam's like, we should go behind him. Um, uh, but she's like, why did you put the song at the end? I told you no formals. And he's like, I'll, I'll, I'm sorry, but I'll do it when it feels natural to me. And she's like, mm. um, and hey, <laughs> giggle, giggles alive. And he's walking through the desert as well. And he's still singing and looking for her. Um, and that's the episode, but we got a new ending. Uh, yes. Doc, Doki Do Baby. And it's pretty good it's pretty good it's a little different like it, it wasn't what i was expecting from a second ending but i still really enjoy it yeah because uh, mm -hmm. the the my friend's like yo here's my dudes and this one's like my lean's all like yo i'm coming into my own and i'm gonna shoot you with my love gun yeah it's it's the yeah the uh, lyrics for the first one are very much like you know we can we can work to like lyrical content wise like yeah I feel like the the first one is very much like you know hey 
talk to me, share with me your feelings. And, you know, it's kind of fun because that ties into Gamblin's whole, um, Mylene and Gamblin's whole, uh, back yeah. and forth this episode. Uh, be emotionally honest with me and, you know, we can accomplish our dreams together. This one's a lot more fun because it's a lot more flirty and it's just yeah, mm. so much more in your face. And I feel like that's like partially Mylene's growing confidence, but also like they're getting serious. Mm. And um, she she's on it's very on brand for her. <laughs> yeah, it's incredibly on brand for her. Yeah. Um, it's it fits her personality very mm. well. And the the ending itself is like very MTV. Oh, uh, yeah. I was saying to you uh, before we recorded this episode, um, it's it feels like something straight out of like peak 80s MTV. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, it's got like a similar energy to the Kimogure Orange Road openings and endings. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, now now I gotta watch. Uh, now I gotta watch those again. Good God, I, I think Good. they're on Retro Crush. If you want to stream them, yeah, because uh, I've watched. My brother uh, has it all on Blu-ray. Oh, I've watched the first couple episodes of it on the Retro Crush, and I'm like, maybe I'll get the Blu-ray eventually, but it's a pricey mm-hmm. Blu-ray. Um, yeah, but. Uh, speaking of, uh, yeah, I got the G boy tongue twister again, uh, gambling. Uh, we definitely had some, uh, interesting development here too. Cause he's like, I don't know about this military, bruh. Like just even more, uh, Basara rubbing off on him and making him think and being like, yo, if uh, if I'm gonna have to work with assholes like the guy I punched out, like ah, yeah. and don't get it, like I just uh. from the looks of things, like everybody, like besides Max and like uh the people Max or uh, not Max, uh Gamlin had like direct uh authority over, um yeah. everyone else in the military was a fucking asshole anyway. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which everyone fits. else who was not. Was not zapped by the proto devlin, I guess yeah. I should say. Which fits considering, um, because that was kind of the same case with the original Macross crew, where they yeah. were all pretty good for the most part, aside from like one asshole captain and the actual UN in Alaska who wanted to fire. And then their occasionally big you gun. had the questionable remark from Roy. Yep. Mm-hmm. More more so mm-hmm. in Do You Remember Love than in, uh, the, the show proper but yeah it's still I, I only I only recognize one Roy and he's from the TV series <laughs> yeah the the only no. Roy I recognize is a Roy who eats pineapple salad yeah uh-huh and mm. not the Roy who gets does gets me in him. the middle of a bar <laughs> yeah anyway keep your keep your PDA PG please yes mm-hmm uh, so that's all I got. Are you good to wrap on to this last one here? I just wanted to say that like gambling, fucking losing his shit when they're, when they have to share yeah. a tent is like the fucking mm. best. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like when I, when I said like gambling is the only person I trust with Mylene besides Basara, and that's because they, all they do is bicker. Um, this is the perfect depiction of that. Cause like, yeah. Hey, Gamlin, I asked Mylene out. <laughs> but, like, in contrast to that, you have Gamlin who's like, you you want me to share a tent with you? I'm going to do my push-ups now. 
I have to exercise the sin away. <laughs> oh, what a pure boy. I love him so much. <laughs> One crunch for Jesus. Two crunch for Two Jesus. Two crunch for Jesus. <laughs> that is, like, I, I don't know if I have an OTP type. But, like, fuck, if Mylene and Gamlin aren't, like, up there. <laughs> mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Gamlin's Gamblin, uh, definitely a wait for marriage type of guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Basara's like, what's sex? I have my guitar. Right. <laughs> like, like Basara uh, strikes me as incredibly ace. Yeah, I can see that. Like, yeah. Like, he, he just, like, he, he knows what he loves, and he doesn't have to prove anything to anyone, or, like, you know, he doesn't need to... He, he's got his own priorities. Yep. Yeah, he does. On uh, Geppel Nish's ship, start episode 36, uh, um, one of the grunts reports, yeah, we got the whole plant surrounded, but Geppel Nish is more concerned about uh, Civil and Giggle and what they're going to do because they're hanging out with Pissarra. Uh, Gabalnitch is just like, I am concerned. Why are you concerned, sir? I am concerned. But why? I am concerned. At the camp, uh, Mylene and Basara conked on out, um, while Gamlin is keeping a watch. Uh, but he is conked out himself, so, you know. Um, and Basara is streaming, but it's him and he's young and he's trying to sing at a mountain, but there's nothing coming out. Um... And then with a scream, Civil shows up on top of the mountain, and Basara ages up, but still can't sing. And Civil then disappears into the universe, and then he wakes up. Um, Gamlin, obviously, uh, is woken up when Basara flies on off, and Mylene's like, is he doing this again? <laughs> so they get ready to follow him. Um... On the beach outside the city, uh, Barden is doing a piss poor impression of our favorite coach um, and is trying to get the uh, jamming birds off the ground still by yelling at them from a jeep while they're running behind him, singing. And uh, a couple of the new recruits are like, why am I here? Why did I do this? And Max is watching from the office. And he's like, you know, these kids aren't suited to this stuff, but hey, are Basara and Mylene anyway? So uh, at the apartment, Ray gets a call from Max saying, hey, what's going on? But he's like, I got nothing new to tell you. And uh, Flower Girl keeps on taking those L's because she's chilling on a hill and the wind blows her away, her uh, flowers and boombox into the sea. So... Oh, boy, it's been a bad couple days for her. Um, Basara is flying around when he comes upon a volcano covered in a fog of smoke. And he's like, this looks like fun. Let's go in, my boy. Um, but however, the smoke clogs in his intakes and he almost crashes. 
Um, but upon recovering, he sees Civil at the volcano's summit, but the fire valk is continuing to crap out on him. He's only able barely to avoid falling into the sea, but he gets onto a cliffside, and hey, look, there's Giggle right there, just there to greet him. Gamma, uh, meanwhile, Gamelin and Mylene are having no luck finding Vassar, so they decide to split on up. Um, and on the volcano, Vassar and Giggle have started to play King of the Hill to get civil. Um, but the Valkyrie craps out again, and uh, Vassara <laughs> starts to fight back up when he figures out he just can't uh, use Valkyrie, he can't fly, he can't use fighter mode at all because it's not going to work. And Vassara starts climbing the hill in the robot. Um, Mylene is... Uh, uh, while they're looking around for Basara, Mylene is singing in the cockpit, but sets off the tracker and Gamelin's like, <laughs> could you please stop singing? It's wonderful, but <laughs> it's kind of making it hard to find Basara. Um, and Basara's rock climbing isn't going too terribly well either because he takes a big tumble and he pretty much gets uh, piled in by the rocks. And he's looking pretty banged up too. And at first, uh, Giggle starts, keeps climbing himself, but somehow consciousness kicks in, and he starts to, uh, dicking Basara out. He's like, why am I doing this? Like, he's having a big identity crisis here. Um, and Basara's like, why are you helping? And Giggle's like, I have no answer. I'm not telling you anything. <laughs> I'm going to help Civil. You're going to do this. You're going to sing. And I'll kill you when it's done. But he's obviously just... It's just all bravado. And... Yeah. He's just talking shit. Oh, yeah. Um, and Basara's like, didn't we? Didn't you wake her up already? And it's like, Giggle's like, no. <laughs> no, I didn't. Um, and they start climbing again. And Giggle falls himself. But Basara pays it forward and braces him. And Giggle's like, okay. But why are you not singing, though? Um... Outside around the buff, uh, around about, um, Mylene and Gamlin are having no luck still. So they're still looking, but Gamlin's like, did he really forget the sing? And Mylene's like, harumph, Basara. Um, um, Basara points out to Giggle. It's like, yo, we can't go any farther climbing. Your mech is too busted. We should uh, go in through this cave. And, um... Giggle's like, nope, I'm going to keep climbing, but one of the mech arms falls off. And he's like, okay, I'm going into the cave. And Bizarre gives him a smile, despite the fact he's all huffy and puffy. And in the cave, um, as soon as they walk in, the floor comes out from under them, and Giggle almost falls into the lava. Um, and Bizarre saves him, but uh, not for long, as the, uh, Giggle's machine is dragging them down. And they're both going to go down. And Giggle refuses to pop out. So he's like, I'm just going to shoot uh, missiles everywhere. Which obviously helps. Um, but Basara's like, hey, chill out. And he's like, no, you're, you're not singing, so no. And Giggle almost does the full dip into the lava. But he sees Civil again. It's like, I'm going to climb up onto the fire valk. So he does, but he doesn't have a mech anymore. He's like, I'm not dying till... We save Civil and Basara's like, bomber. Um, yeah, that's it's the best. That is the best good. response he could have given. Yeah, 
It's a good response. Like, like ba- Basura doesn't say poggers. He says bomber. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's good. Um, and Basara punches into a chamber with Sybil in it, and Giggle runs up um, after her, but he gets trapped, like, in a shock field, and Basara wedges in his fire valve. It's like, go before I die here. It's like, this'll kill me before you do. And, and Giggle takes his sweet fucking time. Yeah, he does. <laughs> um, but the Basara is able to hop out of the uh, the, the field and the um, hop out of the Valkyrie and the field dissipates. But the cave starts to collapse as Civil keeps descending lower into the volcano. And Giggle, like, pretty much dives in the shaft trying to hold onto the wall. And Basara's like, Oh, I see what's going on in here. He's in love with her. I, 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 I put two and two together. I, I see what's going on here. And he actually starts playing. And the room starts to crumble. But this leads to our two searchers finding him with the tracker. And hey, looky there. Basara's strong is even stronger than it's ever been. Uh, power to the dream, my dudes. And uh, Giggle, after a moment or two, starts to sing along. And Sybil starts slowly rising from the shaft. And her eyes open slowly and she's like, Hey, that's Masara, and I'm here again. Her full form and faculties are back and ready to go. However, everybody gets swept away by the water rush again. And by the time Mylene and Gambling get there, it's just a big hunk of smoke. But we can still hear Basara singing. What's going on here? And a giant sunken city starts to rise from where that smoking husk was. And hey, looky there. Uh, everybody's all right due to the song and civil. They're good. Um... And, you know, I remember Sunken Cities because, you know, that one movie. But, hey, that's the episode. And, boy, mm-hmm, the, the proto-culture strikes back. <laughs> but I, that giggle, this is the good giggle episode. Like, these all have been really good for, like we said earlier, developing giggle. And this is, like, the big yeah, turning it's... point, too. It's it's been like one kind of continuous story here, um, and the, yeah, no, I, I really like the the gang goes backpack it, uh, backpacking mm. arc that we're that we're currently in. Yeah, um, I, I think it's just because I, I like I, I feel like I can relate to Basara, like what he's going through right now because I'm mm. also kind of at a point where, you know, I am an actor. Um, I love acting, act, acting. Um, that's what I was trying to say. Uh, but like, you know, I, I also feel like it gets to a point where like, you just kind of burn yourself out and it's, yeah. it's not healthy, like pushing mm-hmm. yourself. But then you also have to like, try to figure out when do I start back up? And yeah. that's, the, that's even harder than making the call to stop. Cause you, you're afraid that when you stop, it'll kill your momentum and it kind of does. Yeah. So... I don't really have a lot to say on these episodes that I haven't said in previous episodes, mm. but it's just, it's very much, um, it's just very relatable. 
Um, mm. it's, it's definitely speaking to where I'm at right now and just trying to kind of remember that original passion. Um, cause you don't want to, I say that you don't want to force yourself to do it while you're still not feeling it. Mm. But at the same time, you gotta, you gotta heat yourself back up, you know? Yeah. Um, you, you gotta be in it. Um, and I don't, I don't want to speak about my personal experience too much, but I don't know. I, I think for me personally, like I, I've started just like taking lessons again to like mm. not only improve my technique, but to also get insight on maybe some things that I've been missing. And that's been fun. And like, that's, that's become a challenge to, you know, reach that next level. Yeah. It's, um, and um, I, I think, mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead, and I'll go on to my next point, because it, it relates. Okay. And, yeah, I guess, like, that's kind of why Macross 7 resonates with me so much. It's just, like, I feel like, as a creative, Shoji Kawamori, I feel like, and I, I don't know if I can attribute it just to him, but, you know, Shoji Kawamori and the people that, other people that worked on this show, I feel like they definitely made a show about the creative process mm, and yeah yeah and you know like trying to balance that creative process with also making a product that people can understand and grasp and yeah just all of that different stuff mm. i get that i trust me i know the because i told you i was a theater major too right I didn't know that, actually. Oh, I thought I did. Um, yeah. No, I, I knew you did theater in school, but I didn't yeah. realize you were also a theater major. Yeah, I was a tech major, but I totally burnt out on it just because of crappy people all around. So it's it's like mm. my good friends, the good ones who actually went out to New York before it became current year yeah. pandemic zone. Um, we're all fantastic, but it, it just a lot of that stuff taught us all um anything like if i were to ever hop back into doing uh because i did primarily audio design um some video design and then stage management and worked in the shop i did a lot of things still i did a lot of things um (laughs) but uh the thing that taught me more than anything it's like if i do it next time ever go back to it again one I'm going to make sure I get paid decently. And two, I'm going to vet everybody I'm working with because I just, I think I've talked about this too with, goes back to our early video game talk. I would rather vet the people I'm working with to know they're, they respect me and my time and the work I put into it rather than just grinding people to the bone, especially when you're, for instance, in the college setting, or hell, this applies to if you have a day job and you're doing creative stuff on the side, um, but it's not self-directed, that people don't respect your time and the effort that goes into that. Like, hot, 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 hot take, but theater programs should pay their kids for the extra time they're in the theater that's not covered by a practicum or something like that because you know they got other classes and shit too you know <laughs> but that's that's that soapbox i'll save you can look at my twitter for that soapbox um but yeah so 
I I know where you're coming from as somebody who completely burned out and doesn't really plan to go back to it anytime soon myself. So I understand and I'm sorry to hear that. Eh, it is what it is. I, I think I think it's just a matter of finding better friends and better people to work with. <laughs> right. That's that's definitely fair. Yeah. I can't argue against that. Yeah, I think that's the big thing at the end of the day. Like even though it was a negative experience, holy <laughs> shit does it teach you who to work with and who not to. Yeah. Um it gives you that perspective, definitely. Yes. Yes, um, but theatrical diatribes aside, that's all I pretty much had. Like, these are rolling on. It's like like we've been saying before, like I'll keep on a broken record here. Like, there's so many payoffs, even if it's just like a little character moment to stuff that we've been seeing for now, the last 36 episodes, you know, since the beginning, that I'm just like, okay. You, 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 we have the, we have the ball is here and it's, they're not letting it go anytime soon. So I'm, mm-hmm. I continually, um, when I sit down to watch this, I am continuous, continuously impressed. Even when I think there might be a lull in the episode, Hey, there's some really great character moments that really bring yeah, it like up Yeah, Like even, me. even when things, and you know, I, I say this every time, but like, even when things aren't happening, things are still happening. <laughs> They're happening. Yeah, like, and I, I guess it's like, this show is allowed to just coast on the strength of its characters yeah. at this point. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's earned that, uh, that rapport with me, and yeah, like the plot is going steady as usual. Um, and I, yeah, I guess it's just like, you know, something like Gugavava's lost and we have to search the woods to find him. That that's like a fun episode concept, yeah. and I think. Um, I feel like I said this before, but like Macross seven has like a very toku vibe to it without oh, yeah. actually mm. being a toku show. Yeah. Um, and I think that, that core strength of it is really what kind of just makes it feel very comfortable. Mm, I agree. Now I just had like the twisted thought of Shin Macross where a person does weird body horror to turn into a girwalk or a plane. Oh my God. <laughs> Uh, I think that's uh, yeah. <laughs> your fucking henshin is you sing and your vocal cords envelop you. <laughs> ah! like fucking Akira or something. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. That was grotesque. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, but I gotta say, D Train's reaction to seeing the Shin Kamen Rider transformation was. That was so good. Yeah. I mean, like, that was my first time seeing it, too. Yeah. And I was just like, jeez. It's it's a lot. Um, but I, I think all our uh, side paths aside, um, mm-hmm. I think it's about time we wrap this up, Home Slice. I would say so, yeah. All right. So as always, you can find us at anchor.fm slash dude, you remember. We're up on all those platforms, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts. Hey, feel free to write us a review or shoot us an email or whatever. Happy to have you hearing us uh, and listening. So thank you for your time on that. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> and then uh, also social media um, at Facebook and Twitter. So slash do you remember and at do you remember resp- uh, responsibly, uh, responsibly 
Uh, what's respectively? Please, there we go. Please remember responsibly. <laughs> remember. <laughs> Welcome. It's not. It's not even uh, five o'clock, and I'm already sun sundowning here. Um, <laughs> call me Paige. Anyways, um, huge thanks as always to one Mr. Chris Eakins, artist and uh, pretty much a lot of things on the game risk system for buying the show's key art. Um, check out more of his work. Check out uh, Risk System underscore game on Twitter. Risk System is out now on PC, so on Steam and Itch. It's very, very good. And also, it is coming to your Xbox family of systems on March 5th, 2021. So oh, shit. If you got, nice. your, you got yourself a video game console, Xbox One Forward, I, I think you'll be good to check it out there. Fingers crossed for it to come into other places, too. But, hey, that's a start. I hope it's on Game Pass, because that will help him a ton, too. Um, but uh, aside from that, Dylan, Dylan, uh, yes. here's my theatrical degree. Am I allowed to come backstage and into the tanko sector? Welcome to the club. Oh. Yeah, you're welcome to the backstage. Backstage gaming is a <laughs> podcast about... Backstage Gaming is a podcast about video games that we, uh, myself and uh, our common friend of the show, uh, Chris Wilson, we, we talk about video games, we talk about storytelling in video games. I am very tired, if you couldn't tell, uh, so I'm gonna <laughs> fucking be word, word mush right now. Welcome um, to the club. <laughs> welcome to the club. Yeah, so, so we talk about Welcome video to games. the we, family, son. We put a fucking fine <laughs> arts lens on them um, and talk... You know, about how they convey their stories, how they create emotions, shit like that. It's awesome. Uh, I also am part of the show Tango Sector, um, Unexplored Places. I forgot to plug the fucking site. You can really tell I'm tired mm. at this point. Um, okay. If you want to find us, uh, you can find us on Stitcher, uh, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. Um, and we also have a website, www.bsgpod.com. Um Thank you for that. Uh, I am also on the show, uh, The Unexplored Places, where uh, we are on Season 2 Tango Sector, and we it's an actual play podcast where we play the uh, tabletop game Scum and Villainy to tell a fun story about uh, space outlaws. And if that sounds like your thing, you can check them out on unexploredplaces.libsyn.com. Dope. Hey, and if... Uh... You want to hear more half-tired rantings at 3 a.m. about something? Uh, <laughs> at Rider Strike on Twitter for me and Dylan. Where where can they be uh, thrilled by ya? That's at the Dilla. Ah. Um, that is T H A underscore D I L A. Uh, the at's the best. Ha ha ha. Anyways, uh, yo. Uh, everybody, uh, stay safe out there, wash your hands, uh, wear the face mask, be nice to people, uh, we'll talk to y'all next week, maybe, may, I, 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 I make a, I make no promises we'll be more coherent next week, maybe we will, but who knows. <laughs> Bye-bye, guys. See you guys.